yeah, ever since college, I knew that's when I needed to call was all of a sudden I'd get 10 Facebook notifications. Like she was just looking through my photos and liking every single one. I'm like I'm here. Hello. And now she'll do that with my Instagram stories. It's like, 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 I'm like, who's liking all my stories? It's like, it's Angela Spira. Okay. You. Like she's laying in bed being like, where are you? Hello. I do miss you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Erica, looking at my couch in your video. <laughs> yes, I'm back. I'm back with Logan, and uh, now we're the best of friends. He will not leave me alone. You guys are so cute together. I loved the pictures of you guys watching TV together are just so precious. Oh, yes. I'm taking those only for you, by the way. <laughs> I hope you know. I mean, I, obviously, <laughs> I assumed you weren't bro- mass broadcasting pictures yeah. of you and my cat. Yeah, but he has been very cuddly, so I, I think he misses you a bit. So I'm I'm filling in, filling in. I very much appreciate it. Rory and I both do. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months, and I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah, and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're, they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Yeah. Which which Rory is doing all right, right? He's doing Rory better. Rory is thriving. He this has happened before. He's been here twice, not to this house. This is new for him, but to California to, to visit my parents twice with me. Both times my family has joked that Rory thrives in San Diego. I mean, seems like it. It's very funny. But the other good, actual good thing, like real thing, is that now he's been on his meds for a week. Maybe it's been like a solid week. And it is palpable how much better he feels. Like he is running around. He's playing. My mom's cats are like, who the fuck is this cat? This is not the same cat that got here a week ago. (laughs) That's good. That's great. Yeah, he's asking for food at like all hours of the day. He's it's like he's catching up on lost time. Oh, uh-huh. oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. He's doing all right. Yeah, it's really good. So um, we're leaving for Mexico on Wednesday, so he's about to be mad at me again. But uh, we'll get through that as well. That's all right. He'll be fine. He'll be good. Yeah, but no, it's it's been good. Um, and I have in inspired by our dating in different cities episode. Mm-hmm. I have been swiping. I, I hinted that I was going to do this, but I, I decided to do it. I've been swiping in San Diego while I've been here. How do you feel? I feel like it has infused some new energy into me, like in a similar way as when we did that episode and I, we were like seeing all sorts of different profiles. Obviously, like even in a city like New York, you see similar people mm-hmm. like and sometimes Always. like literally the same person. You're like, I've seen that guy a million times <laughs> over the course of the last however many years. So if nothing else, it's made me feel a little bit more excited about the apps. 
Yeah. That, I get like, that. I'm seeing new stuff. Um, I, I, we did have a whole conversation, you, I, and Rourke actually, about my approach with my profile while I'm here. Right. So it comes up a little bit later in this episode about your, uh, I don't know what word to say it. Uh, almost your like sticklerness about honesty sometimes. <laughs> uh, and I feel like Rourke and I are more in the camp of like, yeah, you don't got to tell people everything. <laughs> Rourke, Rourke never, Rourke never said that I shouldn't do it. She didn't say you should either. She, she was quiet. Um, cause you were like, what should I do? And I said, uh, you know, just talk to people, get on the yeah, day, bring so, it up casually. So background, <laughs> like, I was wondering, that, so. <laughs> background, I was wondering whether I should, cause obviously I'm not here. I don't live here. Right. So mm-hmm. I was wondering like, how do I approach this? There's th- and there's three options. There's like, put it in your profile. There's mm-hmm. bring it up in the messages. And then there's bring it up on the date. I guess there's four options. Cause you could like never bring it up, but that was obviously not that, you know, it's me. That's not happening. So also because I was approaching this as I am not trying to hook up while I'm here. Like I am actually like going on dates to be like, you know what? A long distance thing would really suck. But if I meet somebody really cool, that maybe. could be worth it. So like maybe. So anyway, That's those are my I voted don't put it in your profile. Like I'm temporarily here. Yeah. You know? That's why yeah, I voted that, no. That was my reasoning. It could give it could give hookup vibes. I agree. Um but then, so you said, don't say anything until the date. And I was like, that wasn't even on my radar as an option. I was asking whether I should do it in the profiles or in the messages. You yeah. chose secret option three. Yeah, just go on the date. It's fun. No. So that's not what I was going to do. But what I ended up doing is I asked, I polled several straight single friends, male friends, mm-hmm. and asked them, if you were on the receiving end of this, what would you prefer? And when we talked, I'd only I'd only got heard back from two people. Ended up being five out of five said put it on your profile. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna up your likes. I'm just saying, I think the motivation behind the likes might be more hookup vibes. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Like, so I workshopped you know? with a, fr- a guy friend of mine. I workshopped like how I phrased it, and I ended up saying, so I said something to the effect of like, "Do you want to start a whirlwind holiday romance before I go back to New York?" Like some sort of like. We I workshopped it basically to indicate that, you know, without saying no hookups, because I hate I fucking hate that when I see that on profiles, mm-hmm. but like to indicate that I was, you know, looking for a Hallmark movie, but I didn't say that. Um, so I did that. So I had it on my profile, I had it in my bio of Bumble, and I updated one of my hinge prompts to say it. Oh, that's literally what you said. The example you just used. The whirlwind holiday romance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still think that gives hookup vibes. If I, you're not asking my opinion, but I think it does. <laughs> I mean, it didn't. It, as it turns out, that is not the vibe that people got from it in practice. Well, here's the thing. I know you're only in town for six weeks. The, jo- the joy of that to, a, mm-hmm. to anybody that sees that might be, oh, there's an end date. So I'm never going to have to be the bad guy and end it. So that's yeah. that's my perspective on it. I'm not hey, never say never. I'm not telling you to not do this. I I'm I'm curious to see how it goes essentially cuz I'm like mm. is like or is it going to be the Hallmark movie where you quit your job and you move to San Diego? Oh, good lord, no. <laughs> Obviously the Hallmark movie thing is is hyperbole, right? Like that's just like yeah. something I said to be like funny and cute. But and I also didn't say Hallmark movie. I said like whirlwind holiday romance. I mean, um, listen, this is, this is the majority of 
holiday romance movies or rom-com movies i'm big powerful woman in a big city with a nice job and i make a lot of money and i go to some small town and then i just leave my life behind (laughs) like that's literally what rom-coms are every single one is like have you seen the top of the publishing game i'm the top of the newspaper thing uh, you know or whatever have you seen the TikTok of the perspective of the big city woman's friends in the big city getting I the phone call? I just saw that. I was it's so up. fucking funny. She's like, and and he does what? And you're yeah. you're gonna stay there? And you're not coming back? <laughs> and she like mutes the phone, year? and she, yeah, she like mutes the phone, and she's like, it's Allie. I think she's having a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. Or I saw I actually saw. I think it might have been a meme that it was something like. If you watch a Hallmark movie in reverse, it's small town girl leaves her small town and lands a, like, like a huge, huge job, great job and her career takes life. off in, in a big city. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was like, I like watching those in reverse better. I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's funny. Um, Which, so yeah, so I. This is actually an LA thing, apparently. If you're looking to move to LA, they say to look to rent an apartment in January. Or February, because a lot of people go home for holidays and then give up on their dreams. I, they're like, oh, this is this is great. Yeah. Yeah, where they're just like, what am I doing? I'm struggling trying to make it in, you know, something in the entertainment field. And uh, yeah. and I even talked to some friends and they were like, oh, I've they're like, I've started to rent apartments that had full furniture in there that someone just left behind. Oh, so somebody leaves leaves LA, you mean? Like, so they're like, fuck, yeah, they yeah. go home for the holidays and they just don't come back. Yeah, they're like hustling to make their oh, dream happen. They go home and they're like, what am I doing? <laughs> Never mind. And they just don't come back. So yeah. if you're looking Hot to tip. move to LA, this is oddly the time of year. So January. Do it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but, so but you yeah. Had a date. So, well, so so I was doing this. I was swiping. I was here for like th- this part of the trip. I was here for 10 days. And so my goal was to get a date. The like weekend after Thanksgiving, I was basically okay. I have this whole week, like leading up to have conversations, schedule dates, whatever. Mm-hmm. One thing that is a little bit tricky is that I started talking to a lot of people. I got home on Monday. I started talking to a lot of people who were going to their families for the weekend and weren't going to be back until I'm gone again. Right. So like they were Classic. in San Diego Monday, Tuesday, but then they were like, ah, I'm going to Iowa on Friday, on Thursday, or on Wednesday, and I won't be back. You know, mm. so like encounter some of that i did however then have three options for who i was going to go out with over the weekend i really only had like i didn't i don't have that much time i want to spend a lot of time with my family so i was like okay i went out with one person Mm -hmm. on sunday night i had decided i was like this is when i can like work it out with what i have planned with my family and i had three options of people that like wanted to go out and picked one of those options. We had a whole plan. He lives um, in North County, which is where I'm from. So like a little bit closer. I realized pretty immediately. I think I told you this. I got here. I was at my mom's house. I was swiping. I ran out of people. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? <laughs> like, how have I run out of people within five minutes? And I realized yep. it's because my my distance radiance was still New York and I had to make it like 25 miles when I live here. Yeah. Yeah, because eight miles there is literally like an eight minute drive. Right. And like my mom lives in the suburbs. So like I wasn't capturing like the places where young people live. Yeah, right. Like more apartment (laughs) complexes. Right. Like downtown, for example, I had to like Mm -hmm. include like downtown San Diego. There's like different areas that that younger people live, not where I am currently. So 
anyway, so I did all of that. Finally, I had three three people. Picked one of them. He lives up in North County where I'm at. He picked a spot that I grew up going to, so I was very excited about fun. that. Um, it's in Encinitas. It's called the Roxy for those who know. Um, it's been there forever. Was super excited about it. This was supposed to be Sunday night. And then Sunday morning, he texted me that he got food poisoning the night before. Oh, shit. And was sick and offered up three additional times this week that he's free, but I'm leaving. You're gone. Mm. I'm gone. Damn. So like, and then I, in my head, I was like, God damn it. I picked you. <laughs> and <laughs> You won. You won the bracket. You won. And then you went and ate something risky. What's yeah, wrong with you? Oh. How dare you eat risky food when we're supposed to go out the next day? That sucks. Wait, remind um, me, what date are you back? It's pretty early, December, right? December 16th. Yeah, I'm coming back very soon. So, And I told him that. I was like, listen, like I'm back again for another two weeks mm-hmm. in December, which is what I, you know, we had already said. And I was like, I can't. I'm going to be gone by the time, you know, those days or whatever. But I'll text you when I'm back. And we're texting <laughs> now. We're off of Bumble. Yeah, it'd be funny if you were like, ooh, can't do any of those, but I'm free December 16th. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, Let I can pencil you in right now. There Let you go. Check. Wait, um, did you slot someone else in or no? Or try no, because it was like same day at that point, and I was just like, who cares? Eh, it's fine. I was a fine I wasn't, free. Uh, I, yeah. I like, there is an opportunity cost of going on a date that the opportunity cost is like hanging out with my family and like, I was going to yeah, do that because I, I wanted to. But then when it didn't work out, I was like, eh, my mom was cooking dinner. I'll just stay home and have dinner with her and Drake. All right. So, um, so I did that. We went for like a nice long walk. Mom and I went for a nice long walk on the beach during the time that I was supposed to be on the, on the date and then had dinner. Um, so bummer that that particular day didn't work out. I did save. So I've already switched my profiles back to New York. Cause I like, don't want to be like matching with new people right now and I'm not going to be back here mm-hmm. for another two weeks. So, but I did save like the things that I had written on my profile yeah, to like yeah. do it again. And okay. this time I think I'm going to start sooner because I didn't make this decision until I was already here. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I'm going to start sooner next time. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And something else I noticed hinge was awful still. Yeah, I uh, have had a few friends that did the fully delete move, even mm-hmm. after, I think, doing the, like, reset move that they offer you. Yeah. Um, and they said, they're like, it's it's the only way. They're like, it's the only way you really feel like you have a true reset, according to them. Ugh. I fully deleted mine, so I haven't remade it yet, but. <clears throat> yeah, maybe I'll do it when my surprised. subscription runs out, like, whenever my next, like, cycle is. Maybe I'll, like, delete it for a while, because I- I'm not getting anything on it anyway, so, like, deleting it is not. I'm not losing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. But you have so, that unlimited uh, Bumble, so might as well use it. Yeah. And Bumble was great. Like, Bumble, I had so many matches, was talking to many people. Like, Bumble was, like, fantastic in San Diego for me. So. Have you had anybody restart conversations from, like, a long time ago on Bumble recently? No, not this year. That that happened to me last year around Thanksgiving, but not this year, no. Yeah. I had two suddenly. So, I think I'm at because I talked a little bit about this on the Patreon. I think I'm at like four or five people have suddenly reappeared. That's cozy season. Right. Well, what's funny is they're either people I went on a date with and 
didn't have a second date and now they're back or it's people that we never even got to the date Mm. where it was like complete slacker kind of energy (laughs) and now i'm like oh now you got time hello uh, yeah. yeah, no, I have I not. I feel about it. I have not. So, what's going on with that setup or both setups? Didn't you have? To uh, well, he just got back into town, and obviously now it's Monday. It's like back to the grind a little bit. So, yeah. hopefully, I'll get to see him before I head out um, before LA. So, we're in talks. I don't have like anything hard on the book yet. Uh, I ended up reaching out to him because I was like, "Oh, I leave soon." Annoyingly, I would love to go out this week, but now I'm like. You could probably hear it in my voice a little bit. I'm, I woke up pretty sick today, so I was like, "Oh, I need to take it easy," because yeah. I have um, I got that big gig in my hometown this weekend that I'm uh, still a little stressed about. So we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm like, I don't. There was actually something I wanted to talk about in general. I'm curious if anybody's getting these. Uh, I remember I sent the screenshot to you and Rourke the first time it happened, where I got a text being like, "Hey, it's you know, blah blah blah." And I was like, hey, I think you have the wrong number. Or they guessed my name, I think is what it was. Like, hey, Annabelle or something. And I was like, oh, this ain't Annabelle. Like, wrong number. And then they said, oh, you're not, this isn't the girl I met at, you know, this party last night. And I said, no, that's not me. Like, and then I jokingly said, I'm from a small town. So if you give me her full name, I might know her family. (laughs) Because (laughs) my area code is not common. Um, And they were like and then they gave me a full name and i said no sadly don't know her but like hope you find her you know yeah whatever and then they started being like chatty with me and they're like oh so do you live in la and i was like i don't like this um yeah where i was like little flares up where i was like "Mm, who's gonna like really have a conversation with someone they've never met or never even seen a photo of me uh and i think i said something like oh i'm new to la how about you they said something else and and then they were like oh you're like really friendly and asked me another question and i just stopped answering because i was like this yeah that sounds fishy feels, feels like a scam like a legit scam and, i know we do scam with I, dating but when i say fishy i mean ph yeah 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 so uh i just didn't answer and then the next day i got a text being like so why why'd you stop answering and i was like yeah i'm just i'm done and i blocked the number because then i was like Am I texting this number? Is there some way they can access my phone? Like then I got nervous, being like, "How good is technology?" I have no idea. No, I think I think you ha- you have to like click on something. Like just them, just texting with somebody. I don't think right can do. But anything. you know what else makes me flare up with these when the text also is green? Then I'm mm. like, this could be from a computer and stuff. Like I don't yeah. know. It's definitely from a phone. 100%. No disrespect to the Android community out there, but uh, you know, no, but that is that's an, true. Like almost all extra of like flare. random spam texts that you get are not iMessages. Yeah. But then since then I've gotten like two other things and it wasn't the same story of a party, but it was always like they assume you're somebody, you're not, but then they're trying to talk with you. Oh, interesting. So I just wanted to give a little heads up everybody listening, because I'm first of all curious if anybody else is getting these. But second, just like mm, be aware pretty sure it's scam city so i'm sure it is yeah i have not received anything like that but i'm sure that is a scam yeah but the but the like meet a girl at a party one i was like ooh, this is interesting i've yet to hear of one like this yeah yeah i haven't gotten that one i I mean i have gotten random spam texts where they'll like people will be like oh you left your golf clubs in my car yeah stuff like that yeah "Mm, not me not me and i just don't respond because like whatever if it's a scam i definitely don't want to respond and even if it's not like 
they don't have the right number. Yeah. So anyway, beware, especially during holiday times. I feel like scams go up. <laughs> Legit scams. <laughs> and relationships. Yeah, actual, scams. yeah. Actual. <laughs> not not our not our jokey scam. Like actual actual, <laughs> actual take your scam. money scam. <laughs> actual scams. Check your parents your grandparents' text messages. Make sure they're not getting scammed. Somebody <laughs> pretends they know them or something. No idea. Um yeah. because I've also seen oof, I saw some clip the other day about like AI people are now using for scams yep. and accurately getting the actual voices of people mm-hmm. that I was like, Oh God, this is. Yeah. This is I've prepared. actually a couple creators that I follow have posted that like companies have used their voice from AI mm-hmm. to advertise for their product that they never advertise for. And they don't, they don't say like, it's a couple creators that have pretty distinct voices. Mm-hmm. They don't say so-and-so is advertising for us, but they're using a voice that is so distinctive that people were like tagging these creators in the video being yep. like, oh my God, you did this ad? Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred like, percent. That was like, no. um, didn't, I think Kim Kardashian sued Sears that used a girl or like Photoshopped it to look like it's Kim Kardashian. Oh, easily. interesting. And she's like, that's not me in this ad. And I think she won. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, <clears throat> just... You know, hope everybody's staying safe. Watch <laughs> out for the, the scams. Watch out for the scams out there, everybody. Yeah, I was like, sorry, I don't have a dating update, but I had a scam update for you. So, but, but I do have a PSA. <laughs> yeah, not bad. But uh, um, so so yeah, so that's uh, that's my my San Diego dating update. I don't really have a Billy Joel update. We texted a little bit when I first got home, or when I first like left, or whatever. Um, and I haven't talked to him in a week now. I just looked at the date to mm. be like, I think I talked to him when I got here, which was Monday. Um, haven't talked to him in a week. Also, though, until you and I recorded Patreon, where I did have an update, if anybody wants to go listen to that. Um, mm. I actually hadn't realized until I was prepping for Patreon and being like, oh, what did I talk about last week? You know, like we do. Like, what are, what are right. my updates? I didn't realize until then that I hadn't spoken to him. And mm. it's kind of like you've said in the past with like the folly and like some other guys that we've talked about. Like I also was not – nothing was occurring to me to send him. He wasn't – I wasn't like right. thinking about like things that reminded me of him or whatever, which for me is pretty telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not actively holding yourself back. No. Is what it is. You're no. not sitting there being like, oh, I don't want to text too much and blah, 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 but I mm-hmm. want to. It's like the the drive is just isn't, isn't there. No, hasn't occurred to me. Mm. And so – and that's not to say that I, like, don't want to go out with him again because, like, I, I still think I do. But, like, I don't know. It's just – it's I think I think it's the – it's settling into the fact that I don't think that he – that we are long-term compatible given, like, where he's at in his life versus where I'm at in my life. Yeah, I'm not a hard no, but I, I think that part of it is probably because, like, Obviously, we recap how we're feeling about things, and I've like I spend more time now thinking about my own feelings about someone than I than I did, than I would if I didn't mm-hmm. have this podcast. And so I think it's I think some of it is that we've talked about how I don't really think he's a long term partner match mm-hmm. due to where each yeah. of us is at in our lives, and so I'm like not as motivated to keep going because I'm like. Eh. You know, yeah, I got it. It's hard to be. Yeah. So, so but I feel like you're essentially saying if he reached out to see you when you were back in New York, you would probably see him one more time. Totally. 
is my is my conclusion from what you just said. Totally. Yeah. No, that's how I feel. You're about like, it. you're like, oh, let that's- me give it one more because, you know, you have had a great time with this guy. So absolutely, absolutely. The whole like kind of transition phase of life is something that you know isn't easy for like both people if you're dating someone who's doing that and the person doing that yeah uh it's just hard when it's like how clear is the direction of whatever transition that you're doing you know it's one thing if someone's like oh i want to go back to grad school and switch to this field but whatever the program is is going to directly lead to that field and it's it's like oh there's a plan there's a clear plan so when there's not so much a clear plan then the question's kind of like how much patience would i have uh while they're going through this thing because i want to be sympathetic and supportive but at the same time you know you could be like well i want something serious and this seems to delay that yeah and on that first point of like the clarity of the plan none zero we're at like we're at step zero of this new direction right which is tough tough and like um amazing for him like i'm super happy for him that he has like come to this place where because it sounds like call it three four six months ago he wasn't happy right and like and so i'm super happy for him and like that's great but it's it's also he's on step zero of a like multi-step very many many step plan that is not ironed out mm-hmm. and yeah. So without going into like too many like details that are like his personal business, like I just don't think it's compatible with where I'm at and what I want. Yeah. And I think it's fair. And I really don't mean this as a negative or ageism, but I feel like age is a big factor where totally, you know, if I was older or your age, I, my patience would be smaller for it than my mm-hmm. patience would be now. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, so that's where I'm at with it. I mean, it's a, it's a bummer because he is a great guy and there are so many like things about him that I really like. One of the things that I was reflecting on, just like the last thing about him that I realized when I was doing my recap, I posted, you know, the recap of our second date with our episode from last week or two weeks ago. Um, and something that I had said in the videos that I was recording, because I record the videos obviously in the moment, like I was recording it on the way to the date and then I edit it later. And so what's interesting about that is that I'm like reflecting again on what I said and what I was feeling. And something that came up is that I like about him a lot is the way that he is able to take mental load off of me in a way that guys in the past haven't been, not only just with planning, but also like when plans change and he's like able to be like, oh, I have this other idea and like, here's what we can do to fix that. Yeah, no, it's very thoughtful. Yeah. So that's, you know, as we're, as we're constantly like dating and learning about additional things, I'm like, oh, that's something that I'm noticing that I haven't really thought about that much in the past that I really like and want to find in someone. Yeah. Or to be honest, this is often the quality that women are doing for men. A hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, like, like there's this saying where it's like, do I want a husband or do I want a wife? And it's like a wife, the concept of a wife sounds fucking great. Let me tell you. Yeah, I saw there's a creator whose content I really like that um, who talks about like mental load and and family dynamics and stuff like that. Um, That darn chat is her handle. I've mentioned her before. She posted a video today or yesterday. It was a stitch. And the original video was like behind every man who's not worried about anything is a woman who's worried about everything. Mm -hmm. 
And it was just like about how like in many, you know, heteronormative dynamics, the the woman is like doing all the worrying for the couple so that he doesn't have to. Right. Yeah. It's like she's the travel agent and he's like, just tell me what time I got to be there. And no details are figured out. I yeah. have seen the opposite too. What's it called? They're not using mental load. I've seen the trend of women talking about when they're with their boyfriends or whatever, their brain is turned off. Mm. Where they're like, just along for the ride and the guy does actually take care of all those details. So when you compare the two videos, it's almost like, which life do I want? I know, right? I'm like, and I want I want to be able for us to like lean in when like, you know, he can take some mental load when I'm stressed or don't want to deal with it or whatever it is and vice versa. And so if nothing else, it has been nice in this dynamic to like see it and be like, okay, mm-hmm. yes, this is something that I like and I want. Yeah. I mean, it's it's with anybody, even friends. It's like the best of friends are the people you go into their apartment and they're like, do you want a glass of water? Like literally just the littlest things that they're just thoughtful, yeah. like this and that. You're cold. Oh, I have a blanket for you. Stuff like that. Everybody likes being taken care of a little bit, you know? So it's nice when you have yeah. it. 100%. I agree. Which is actually something your mom said in this episode. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Speaking of which, we have our moms on the app. In honor of our upcoming mother-daughter Portugal trip that launched recently. Yes. So we had them on to answer all your questions from the listeners. Uh, Just a little like house thing. Uh, My mom's uh, video did keep freezing here and there. So sorry if it seems like almost a little bit choppy or if you're like, wow, everybody's laughing except Erica's mom. It's like, well, she was frozen. (laughs) So (laughs) she, I'm sure she was laughing too, but it just didn't get on the track. Uh, But, uh, I mean, we had some technical difficulties, but it's still a great episode and uh, it was really fun to do. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. My mom had a great time, so. Yeah, I could tell your mom's in sales because she's very comfortable speaking publicly. My mom, I felt, was a little hesitant and a little nervous, but but it was great. So, yeah, it's, it's funny here. because my mom, it, we actually talked about this in the episode, too, that, like, my mom... It is. She, I mean, she is in sales and she is very comfortable in that, but she doesn't really realize it until she's in it. Right. And then I'm like, no, you were great. That was that was awesome. She's like, oh, yeah, it felt fine. And I'm like, yeah, we didn't need to be so worried. <laughs> right. Well, for me, it just was nice that after my mom was like, of course, now I'm thinking of even better things I could have said, like, you know. And and I was just like, yeah, well, maybe maybe you'll have a little more appreciation for what I do. It's not it's not the easiest job to nope. do it. Yeah, that's relatable. That's relatable. It happens to me all the time where I'm like, oh, I should have said it like this. Right. Always. But, you know. But thank you, everyone, for submitting the questions. I had a, I had a lot of fun Yeah, putting them same. on the spot a little. I know, right? So without further ado, let's get to our moms. Let's do it. Enjoy. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are... I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows, 
start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time, and you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. back with our moms. Hi moms. Welcome to Finding Mr. Right the podcast. Hi everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi, hello, hello. <laughs> so we are very excited. We have our mother-daughter trip coming up to Portugal if you guys haven't seen it yet. Uh, and we're all very excited to go and go together. I've never been so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah and for, for voice recognition this is my mom Trudy. Say hello. Hello everybody. <laughs> Hi I'm Angela and I'm excited to spend a week with my daughter and her friends. And, oh, and your dad just asked me he, if he was going, and I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, really? He said, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> no, it's going oh, sure. to be such a fun time. We already have several mother-daughter pairs signed up. And my, you actually had a great idea, Mom, for what we were going to do at the beginning that we thought would be kind of fun. Well, it wasn't actually my idea. It was my trainer's idea, but he thought it would be really fun if we tried to match mothers and daughters together. So I'll come in separately and then try to see if we could all match each other to their mothers and vice versa. On the, at the first dinner. At the first dinner. <laughs> I think that'd be so fun. I think we so fun. People have a head start on you guys. Yes, but, yeah. but other than that, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. So yeah, so we wanted to have you guys in the pod, Mom. You've been on once before, but quite a while ago now. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time I was on the two years ago. I yeah, think. okay, yeah. So, so it uh, it'll be fun. We got some questions from the listeners about all sorts of stuff, our relationships, and you know, marriage advice and dating advice and all, all sorts of stuff. So, we're excited to dive in. People are pumped. All right, let's go. I, I like this one to start. So, for the moms. What do you feel like is the best dating or relationship advice you got from your own mothers? Well, I remember um, a lot of my friends had serious boyfriends and I never dated anyone more than three months. And usually I, after a month and a half, it was the highlight and then it was downhill. And my grandmother called me fickle. <laughs> she said, what's the matter with you? Why well, you're a little fickle. And I, and I said, well, if I don't like them, why should I stay with them? And, you know, or they don't like me or they're not treating me right. So, and uh, eventually I met someone who, you know, made me feel good about myself. I, you know, was very excited about him. Not I'm saying everything was perfect, but I guess I didn't get tired of him right away. And uh, so... I think it was okay that I was fickle and just because everybody else was in serious relationships, I didn't need to be one. So that was my grandmother's advice. She wanted to know why was I so fickle. <laughs> and I don't remember my mother giving me much advice. I was kind of a late bloomer. My, uh, Allie's dad, my husband was my first boyfriend ever. Uh, 
and we met when we were 20. So obviously I was a little bit of a late bloomer. But I do remember talking to my mom about him because uh, when I met him, she said, thank goodness. <laughs> you finally <laughs> finally You're 20 years old. And she's like, <laughs> well, it was more like she just wanted me to experience fun. I was a very serious student and she wanted me to have a little bit more fun. So I told her that I'd met him. I told her that he uh, looked a little bit different than most of the guys that I was friends with. And her question to me was, uh, do you love him? And I said, I think I do. And she said, is he good to you? And I said, yes, he is. And then she said, I love him too. Oh, that's very sweet. That so is cute. It was, I, that was pre- pretty much her advice. But she was happy that I was going to start to have some fun, she said. <laughs> <laughs> so Apparently my mom was having too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> opposite, opposite issues. <laughs> Okay, a couple people asked this. If you could describe your daughter's ideal partner, what would that be? I'll start. I mean, my daughter is a very strong personality, but she's also a very sensitive person. So she needs someone who can understand both sides of that um, of that person. She needs someone who will allow her to be her own self and do her own thing, yet also be there when she needs the comfort that she does need. And she often doesn't come across as being somebody that needs tender, loving care, but she definitely is a person who needs tender, loving care. I mean, we're like four minutes in and I was crying earlier. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I I would say that Erica has a, a really big heart. And I think I see her with someone who would also be very loving and inclusive because I think Erica, you know, includes a lot of people. I think I see her with someone who's a good person because if they're treating others right and I think she'd find that attractive and not just about her and he's out there. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for adding that he's out there. out there. So, you know, who's to say? <laughs> uh what would you say is a memory that you have that you think like fully encompasses who Allie and I are in your mind I see you guys have a lot of followers and and they're almost like friends like you know and uh one memory I have of you Erica is um Erica always included everyone in the neighborhood and you know and Erica always had people over and and organized dinners, you know, before dances. And she would just always turn to someone in, in her classes and say, do you have plans? Do you want to join us? She, she had one friend who was, you know, not as not very popular, maybe shy. And I remember one time some, a girl said, well, is he going to be there? And Erica said, well, yeah, and if you don't want to come, you don't have to. And I was so proud of her, but I mean, she's always been like that. Yeah. That makes sense to me though. Cause I feel like that is something you're so good at Erica is like creating community and like, even like with your comedy, like bringing the crowd in and making everybody like feel like they're involved. Like that memory definitely makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. It also explains why it drives you crazy. If like one person's not laughing. <laughs> you're like, you care. <laughs> Get involved. <laughs> Seriously. I'm nervous about what this memory is going to be. <laughs> Well, I have a couple that come to mind pretty strongly. One was just one that I mentioned to somebody yesterday. 
And that was when, um, this one's fine. <laughs> Ollie's dad and I went <laughs> to visit her in New York city after her, she was there for her first summer internship, um, at Bloomingdale's and she walked away from us and we both looked at each other and we're like, she's at home here. This is where she belongs. And I almost had this visual of the old Mary Tyler Moore show that most of you probably don't remember, but she throws up her, her hat and just is so happy. And that was exactly what I thought. If she had a hat on, she would have thrown <laughs> it in the air. Um, but the other one that comes to mind is when she was a little girl, and it's still true to this day, I think, is because she had so many different types of friends. And depending on her mood, she had to have that friend. She had, you know, a doll, friend that played dolls with her. She had a friend that she built forts with, but they were very distinct. And I think that she has that even now. She has her volleyball friends. She has her fashion friends. She just has a wide span of, of people that she identifies with on different levels. And that those are memories that I, I that always come back to me. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Allie's like editing live. She's like, was okay. She, right. she didn't know any of these questions were coming. No. So I'm like, well, what memory is this one going to be? <laughs> I, ha I have a similar, similar memory, but kind of on the flip side, a funny one. So somebody wanted to know what was the worst thing the gals ever did and the worst punishment you had to dole out? Oh, that's easy. I know exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I know what this is. Uh, when Alexandra got her driver's license, she uh, we got her a car for her 16th birthday. And mostly because she was then in charge of driving her little brother back and forth to school because it was, you know, over 12 miles away. So we had to rely on her. And then uh, we were all going to meet the volleyball team. We're going to meet for dinner and we're driving there and you what sorry not to interrupt okay. you but you forgot the california law at the time was that i was only allowed to drive my little brother that's right the california law for the first year she could only drive family members so it was a pretty strong rule and uh we're driving and my husband says isn't that alexandra's car well i'm saying yeah i think it is and we pull up and she's in the passenger seat and her <laughs> friend is driving the car so we we got to the um restaurant she was of course driving then she got out of the car and went into the driver's seat like you we didn't would, see anything like we wouldn't yeah. that and she walked in and i held out my hand and i said keys please and she was grounded for driving her car which was really a punishment for us because now we didn't have our driver. <laughs> so that was a big one yeah i just i just remember like looking in the rearview mirror and seeing my dad's car and being like oh <laughs> my friend had wanted to drive my car so bad it was the i shit you not the only time i have ever i had ever done that and right behind me yeah, and she'd only had her license for like a week it'd been a week yeah a week yeah. <laughs> i was like i have ali's apartment manual and it talks about taking the car and i'm like you let people take your car <laughs> like, i don't let anyone touch my car I actually have two versions of the apartment manual, one for people that I let drive my car and one for people that I don't. So you have the, you get to drive my car manual. It's very helpful, but I was like, wow, I can't believe she included the car. Well, there's two, there's two versions. I'm curious what you're going to say, mom. I actually can't think of that many things. Most of the things I found out about, like, 
after you moved out. So I was too late. <laughs> <laughs> you were pretty good about, you weren't getting caught. Your brother got caught all the time. Yeah. So, I'd see him get caught and I was like, yes. not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it is a pretty small town and I really didn't get too much feedback. I don't know. I think one time you got caught and you told me before somebody told me, because I thought you felt like, well, if I tell her, if I confess first, then she won't be so mad. And you were right. I was. <laughs> so I think you were afraid somebody was going to call the house. And <laughs> yeah, well, because that's what I like. Someone yeah. got pulled over and a cop took my information and he was like, I'm going to call your house tomorrow and talk to your dad. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, he's got to get my mom. <laughs> so, so i like yeah. woke her up when i got home i was like hey i'm home i was like i talked to you for a sec someone's <laughs> gonna call the house maybe and then the guy never called and he sniffed it on me he's like she'll tell her parents i don't have to do anything <laughs> yeah he was right it's the the curse of the older child is to get get in trouble doing things and then the younger one gets <laughs> away with everything yeah well let's be honest what would actually happen even in that story i got in trouble for that and then the next morning marcus got in trouble for something worse and then i was forgotten about so ah. that's actually the key is like if they're just doing worse than you then like you're fine <laughs> shit well that's not true he never got caught yeah he never got caught for anything i i got caught for everything right because I, I remember in that story though mom i was somewhere i wasn't i didn't tell you i was there so i came on and i told you like why were you there and i was like all right and now it's a whole thing and I think you were like, were their parents home? And I was like, no, the parents weren't home. <laughs> but I remember saying to you, I was like, you know, I could tell you where I'm going and then you tell me no. So then I'll just lie. So I remember after that, I was like, if you want to know where I really am, just let me go. Like, or I'll say I'm going to Murph's house, you know? There's a strategy here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember saying, and it was before iPhone, so you couldn't really track them. And I just remember saying, I have a car and I have a cell phone. I was like, I could easily just lie about where I'm going. And then she was like, all right, you can go. <laughs> so it's fitting because I'm home and I've been like filming for my like long distance daughter vlog. Right. And somebody said, how do you feel about having long distance daughters? She, this listener is worried about her mom missing her a lot. Well, I, I, Alexandra's been long distance for what were you saying? 15 years now? Yeah. I mean, longer because since of I was college, 18. Yeah. So, I mean, oh yeah, you're 18 right. years. So. Yeah, a long, long time. So I, I mean, I've I, been gone as long as I've been here. Yeah. All right. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. So the the thing is, though, is we we talk on the phone at at least twice a day, sometimes even more. So sometimes it's almost like we're closer in proximity when she's not here because we're talking all the time. And when she's home, then she's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing, and you you, you just don't end up talking. So I think uh, I've just gotten accustomed to her being far away. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes visiting more special because you spend, you know, you end up trying to spend a little bit more quality time together. But mm -hmm. I do, it just does feel funny when I don't speak with her in a day. And yeah. that very rarely happens. So she got in kind of the habit when she was at in college to every time she was walking somewhere, she would usually call me. And then if I didn't pick up, she would call her dad or... You know, if you don't answer right away, then you're history because she's already talking to the other one. <laughs> um, but it would be every time she was walking somewhere and it, it just kind of carried over into life. So usually when she's walking, if she's walking to the train to go to volleyball, Rory's just going nuts. 
she'll she'll call. So I feel like we have a very close relationship that way. So it makes her feel like makes me feel like she's not that far away. Yeah, it's like we I feel like we talk about the minutia of of our days more right. than when I'm here. Yeah. Because we're t- we're just, you know, yeah. talking on a random walk or whatever right. it is. It's not like a monumentous. It's not she's not calling for a reason. Yeah. She's just calling. So we don't talk every day, but that's why I'm always I listen to every episode to try to get updates and see what's going on and caught up. And then and then I I also Check your Instagram. And then I just, I do want to know when you're home at night, but, um, you know, but I think it's great to go on vacation together because then I'm not busy with my stuff and you're not busy with your stuff and Mm -hmm. we get to catch up. So I'm looking forward to our trip. (laughs) Yeah. Ever since college, I knew that's when I needed to call was all of a sudden I'd get 10 Facebook notifications. Like she was just looking through my photos and liking every single one. Like I'm here. Hello. And now she'll do that with my Instagram stories. It's like, 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 I'm like, who's liking all my stories? Like, it's Angela Spira. Okay. <laughs> like, she's laying in bed being like, where are you? Hello? I do miss you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, somebody actually submitted a question saying, uh, how much do you want to know about your daughter's dating lives? Well, I'd like to know as much as you want to tell me. I mean, I don't need to know, you know, in- intimate details. That's why I don't listen to the Patreon. <laughs> I got kicked off too because I made a comment about one thing. <laughs> I got kicked that off. was the rule of the Patreon. I was like, you're going to listen. You got to act like you don't listen. You got to <laughs> okay. know silently in the corners. If I never yeah, said anything. I couldn't. I, I guess I couldn't do that. I know you, you hate to tell me things because you're like, I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm not disappointed. If something doesn't work out, I know it's not the right person. And I'm glad you don't settle. Oh, the one thing my dad did tell me about dating when he met my husband, he, who was very good looking. And he said, uh, I said, dad, what do you think? And he said, you better like what's on the inside because the outside is going to change. And my dad was a man of few words, but I thought that was actually really good advice. How much do you want to know, Trudy? Yeah. Well, I, I think I know quite a bit. And uh, I, mm-hmm. he's pretty open and candid with me, which I like, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if she would want me to be open and candid with her. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in new waters on that. Yeah. On yeah. that dating front. Yeah, and I'm not dating. So I mean, she, I think she would like me to, but uh, I'm not, but that'll be an interesting conversation when, and if that, that mm-hmm. happens. But I feel like she I feel like she's comfortable telling me anything. I don't, uh, I don't feel like I come across as judgmental at all or, or negative. It's, uh, I, I didn't really have an open relationship like that with my mother. So I feel fortunate that I have that with her. All starting from, uh, dad's talk about cross pollination. Oh yeah. So that was, uh, that was (laughs) interesting. We were at our dinner table and, uh, Well, Alexandra said, so just how do the sperm and the egg come together? How old was I? I think you were four. (laughs) And my husband husband says, well, you understand the the, um, concept of cross-pollination, correct? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so started way back then. Yeah, yeah, so that's how my sex education began. Yes, yes. Yeah, I had a book. 
Did I have ever book? Did you guys get me a no, book? No, we didn't get somebody. You a book. I did ask about that, about like how the the origin, and I remember that cross pollination yes. story. Right. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I looked at my husband like, "What?" She didn't ask any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I do understand cross pollination. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Eating my dinner. It was yeah. almost smart. He picked like a big word, and you were like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." Yeah, like, you want to be like an adult. You're like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. You want to look yeah. cool. Okay, our next question from the listeners is, what do you think makes a good marriage last? And what advice do you have for the hard times? Well, I think for, this definitely has to be love because um, there are going to be hard times. But I think when you really love someone, you want to make each other happy. And, you know, so even though things happen, you know, you, you kind of, you get through it. And, um, but, and also, um, you kind of have to be like, have the same like kind of goals, you know, like I know, like we always said we had to build our barn first, which was our business and the office and take care of that stuff before we got other things, you know, but, um, so I think we were on the same page that way. And also with raising the kids, we were kind of, well, I think on the same page, I don't know, dad was the fun parent. I was more of the disciplinary and when I wanted to teach manners and he didn't, wasn't following the rules, uh, you know, so there, are, there's always things happen, but I think if you have love and if you think you have the same kind of goals and way to get, you know, I don't know. I think that helps. <laughs> I think a lot of, I agree with a lot of what you have to say, or you said that just now, um, I think the one thing that we really focused on is that we were a pair obviously, and we were uh, a couple, we were in love, we were married, but we were also individual people and we kept ourselves, our individualism alive during our marriage. And we also let the kids know that even though we were a family and we loved them, we still it was still important for us to have the relationship with each other. So we we said from the very beginning that we were going to incorporate our children into our lifestyle and try not to change our lifestyle to accommodate them. Um, and it especially when you have two strong people in a marriage, I think it's very very important for each of them to understand the needs of the of their partner. Um, and their need to be an individual person. And I think that is probably what, because you're right, there are going to be downs, ups and downs and problems, and you just have to decide what's important. The important thing would be to stay in love in a marriage. Um, so I think having the individual people and also the the combination of those two to make a one united front is important. Um, it's interesting you brought up the kind of balance of kids and your own partnership, because I think something that's hard is how do you, what helps you decide those moments when you're like, we need to put the kids first versus we need to put our relationship first. Because I've heard the saying of, you know, married couples being like saying to their kids, essentially like, you know, you have to realize like if we aren't together and we don't have our bond, the whole thing doesn't work. But I'm sure there's moments where, you know, it's that balance of like, when is it kids come first versus like your own needs in your, you know, romantic relationship. 
Oh, that's a that's a difficult question, and that's a difficult balance. So, to me, it's a sense of urgency. You know, obviously, is if there's something uh, emergent or urgent going on physically, emotionally, then the focus has to go on to the child. Um, but when it's everything's in balance, it's in balance because everybody is happy within within the unit, within themselves, and within the whole unit. But you have to. In fact, I used to say it with the kids when I worked because my job. It, was so irregular and there were so many emergencies and I would try to, to make their functions. But if I couldn't, I would say to them, I will be there if I can, but if I'm not there, you have to understand that somebody needed me more. And for what it's worth, I do not remember. It sounds like you weren't at a lot of my stuff when we've talked now. Right. Yeah. I I don't remember that at all. Like I don't, (laughs) it, it, I think then that just speaks to how good of a job you guys did at that balance. Right. Because I now realize as an adult talking to you and, and talking to dad when he was alive that like there were a lot of things you guys weren't at. Yeah. But I didn't, I don't remember them. Right. He didn't even live here during the week for a lot of he my didn't. childhood. He didn't. I know. He traveled, um, you know, mm-hmm. would leave on a Monday morning and come home on a Friday evening. So it was, you know, the three of us for quite, quite a bit. You know, I had to deal with that was a, that's a good story. The five-year-old story. <laughs> Drake was six months old. Armando was in um, Boston working and Alexandra delivered a note to me, a handwritten note saying, dear mommy, thanks for all the things you've given me, but it's time for me to go now. (laughs) (laughs) To go go She was going to move to San Francisco because she met a little friend at the beach on vacation. And so she was going to join that friend. She had a bag packed. She had it. Um, and, uh, so Armando calls me, he says, how are the kids? I said, baby's fine. Alexandra's moving to San Francisco. <laughs> I'll let you know how that turns out. <laughs> oh, that's so, so cute. yeah, she, uh, packed everything. And then I said, well, how are you planning to get there? Because you can't cross the street by yourself. <laughs> she said, oh, that's a good question. And so she said, I'll think about it. And we put her bag away and. By the next morning, we were we were good. <laughs> she got over it. She got over it. Mom, would you have anything you'd say about trying to manage that balance of kids? And I think it's important to set up date nights, even if you're just going for pizza or a walk. But I think the two of you, you know, need to have time. And you know, whether it's dropping the kids off at grandma's or getting a babysitter for an hour and a half, there's nothing wrong with it. And I can remember saying, "No, nope, mom and dad are going on a date." telling it like it's important and i think and you guys loved it when we were out of the house and yeah, I, was I was like, like i had fun with the babysitters yeah it wasn't mad my, yeah my nieces or whoever so i think that was fine this was interesting have you noticed a change in your daughters since being in the public eye no not really i know i don't think alexandra has changed uh per se but what i will say is that she has become more self-aware and she's become more forgiving of herself. And I think that that's been the biggest change because she is speaking about feelings on a, in a public forum a lot of times. And so it gives her the grace to uh, accept that she has those feelings, even if they're negative or, or positive or what have you. She's exploring those more. And I think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mom. Mm-hmm. I still find it a little weird, though, sometimes if we're sitting in a Starbucks and somebody will walk in. Last time I was in New York, they recognized me first. <laughs> <laughs> it on their face. So I'm like, well, 
That's Mama J. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I find that a little odd. <laughs> <laughs> what ways are you most similar or different than your daughters? You like to organize things and um, and include everyone, and I'm a lot like that. And one time, uh, we went actually it was kindergarten. Uh, you when we went to your parent teacher conference, your teacher sat down and said, "Well, if I don't show up one day, I just know Eric will run the class." And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I feel like you and I take charge and look and see what needs to be done. And how are we different? Um. I guess certain things you're more like your dad. And how do you think we're different? Uh, you have a lot more patience than I do for sure. Mm-hmm. And you're a lot more forgiving than I am, mm-hmm. which is also similar to dad. Yep. Dad and yeah. I are very like, no, you're out. <laughs> and you're like, well, you know, you never know what people are going through. And I'm like, no, no, that wasn't, that wasn't what a good friend would do. They're no longer a good friend. <laughs> that sounds like my dad my dad talked about this his circle yes and he'd yeah. be like they're out of the circle <laughs> <laughs> or i'd say oh i've met some really nice people i met a nice couple we should go out with them he'd say that's fine but who are we eliminating <laughs> <laughs> are they good enough for the circle <laughs> we only have so many so like who's out yeah well both of us are very strong-willed um and especially when she was younger, that would come to the forefront a lot. Um, we wouldn't eat. Neither one of us would give an inch. My husband just kept saying, why don't you just let her win? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> she's 11 and she's going down. <laughs> why don't you let her win? That's so funny. <laughs> if I let her win this one time, she's going to walk all over me. So no. <laughs> and mind you, this was this was when I was like ten to thirteen. Probably, yes, that right? was the most that was the most difficult. Uh, it wasn't period. when I was a teenager. No. We got along fine when I was a teenager. We did, yes. But I think we have a lot of the same uh, same things about both being very very strong, but yet both being very sensitive. I think that's probably our biggest uh, commonality. It's interesting to think that so many times she'll say, "I'm a mini me." And so many times my son will say, I'm a, he's a mini me, yet they are so different from each other. So there are things within both of my children that resonate with me that I'm, I'm not quite sure. We both use our hands a lot. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of things where you're like, oh, and our voices sound very similar. If you, our, our laughs are similar. So a lot of ways we're very similar. <laughs> I don't we, know how, how are we different. different. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's actually, that's actually it's interesting that I that because I was like cause we are in some ways, but then I'm like I can't. Nothing uh, is I like can, coming to mind. No, uh-uh. like would you say you are more like your mom than your dad in general? Maybe, probably. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm way more like my father. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm probably more like you than dad. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think about like. You know, I think this is a way that we're different. I think I like, um, like big, busy events and public speaking and like that kind of atmosphere a little bit more than you do. And I think that's probably true as I've gotten older. But oh, when so you I, that I know now. When I was younger, I mean, I was a performer. I, and I would always say, if I was up for any kind of job or an award, just get me in front of the person making the decision because then I would get it. 
<laughs> so I think we're, I think we're, we were, we're, I'm a lot more similar to that or I was when I was younger. That's interesting. Cause obviously I don't, yeah. I didn't know you at my age. Or, I, I, well, think, I don't remember you at my age. Yeah. Technically I did know you at my age. I think she is an extrovert, a true extrovert, kind of like my mother. Um, I am, I think an extroverted introvert. You were a flag twirler. I forgot about that. I was, yes. Yeah. And, and ran cheerleading camps and all sorts of things. So I li- I like to be on a stage. So Same. yeah, I know. <laughs> God, can you imagine Drake on a stage? Well, he'd probably be pretty good on a stage. Well, yeah, he but he would to, hate he it. He would hate it. But once he got up, there, he would <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can just imagine him going. <laughs> okay. Someone submitted this. Uh, what would you say is the most important trait to look for in a partner? I mean, there's so many different personalities, but I think if someone is honest, you don't want someone who's like a salesman who's just trying to sell all the time and, you know, you could see through it. You know, you want someone who's genuine and honest. So I think honesty is important and I think it's good to have a, a good sense of humor. And it doesn't mean they have to be funny, but they have to enjoy life and laughing. Because well, oftentimes I think when people say they're looking for someone with a good sense of humor, it's not like they're like, oh, I want someone who's going to tell me jokes all the time. Right. It's like, I want to have shared laughter with that person and like see things out in the world and laugh together. Oh, I agree. You're looking for somebody with, with honesty and integrity. And I think it's also uh, important to have the same core values as far as our personal um, standards go and as far as your thoughts about what a couple what a relationship should look like. It's very difficult when two people have completely different thoughts on what a relationship is. Um, So being able to communicate that is um, very important, I think. Uh, My husband and I had very different political beliefs uh, throughout most of our marriage. We, We both came from completely opposite backgrounds, yet we were able to meld that into a foundation of a a strong family unit. And he was able to understand where I came from. And I tried to understand where, where it was hard for us to both understand where we each came from. And uh, I think that's really important to try to understand what, what made your spouse, why they're the way they are. We actually got a question about that, about differing political views. Somebody Mm -hmm. was asked, somebody was saying that in particular, their mother-in-law has very differing political views than they do right and like navigating that yeah it's a difficult thing to navigate i mean uh, i grew up in a in a very conservative area i grew up with parents who lived during you know world war ii in norway under a you know a, a german occupied um, country so they were very strong and very conservative and so i grew up a republican i just thought that that's the way everybody was. My husband grew up as a Democrat and thought everybody was a Democrat. <sighs> and we had been dating for probably five years when he realized I was a Republican. <laughs> 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 but that changed. I mean, it changed. I was probably very um, fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. And so it just became, it just became kind of a, a, a joke in the household. And you know, I, we kind of slowly melded into one common theory, philosophy on, mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it is tough to navigate, especially today where everything is so politically polarizing. Mm-hmm. It would yeah. be yeah. different now 
because it was there, it was more, uh, people were more accepting. Mm-hmm. I think too, it wasn't necessarily, your political views weren't necessarily rooted in your values at the time. Correct. The way that they are now. The way they are now. Yeah. yeah. Today is just a minefield. It's I different. Think. Yeah. 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 Growing up, I had a lot of friends with parents that were opposite views. Right. And it seemed to not be an issue at all. And I feel like that's one of the number one things everybody that listens to this or even friends I know it's like one of their top deal breakers is that they do not align politically. Right. And we ended up both being non, you know, independent. So we both ended up re-registering as independents because we wanted to be able to think what we thought, not have somebody dictate what we should, what we should think. The question I was going to ask is going to be a complete pivot from political. <laughs> <laughs> if that's okay. In, in your opinions, what's something Allie and I could improve on when it comes to dating? or something maybe you think we should be doing differently? You know, I think you guys are are doing a lot of different things, which I think are good, you know, just, you know, getting out there, you know, not giving up on the apps, but I could see how that can get tiring. But, um, you know, I, when I, I, I think it's good that you, you know, try different locations because especially when you're outside of the city, you know, and get, um, you know, on your apps, like put a different location. I like that. Um, I, I get it that when you're on a date, you're trying not to be assertive or, or taking charge and you're trying to sit back. But I think sometimes guys, guys need direction too, a little bit. I don't know. I think you're doing a lot of the good stuff, but I think sometimes guys, guys need more guidance than you realize sometimes. (laughs) I really think so. Oh, but what's interesting is like, I think this is where like we differ in personality is like, I have been called aggressive. Yeah. a lot in my life and moments I didn't think I was being aggressive at all. And I think so a big difference for that between me and you naturally is just size. The fact that you're five, four and I'm five eleven, it's like, we could say the same thing, but it sometimes comes off aggressive when it's me. And I don't, and I also don't have naturally as sweet of a personality as you do mom. So I think sometimes that more comes from like everything I've experienced growing up and things people say to me, and it's helped me in many ways. It's made me like more of a leader, but then at the same time, like, when it comes to dating, I remember like I gave a guy my phone number and somebody called me aggressive and I was like, okay, like, yeah, 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 exactly. And I, and I mean, I was young granted. So it was like, you know, early two thousands or whatever, but, but, uh, I think a lot of that does come from like, it's, I feel like it's very easy that I get called aggressive. Mm -hmm. So then when it comes to dating, I'm like, that's like one of the top things I'm kind of self-conscious about is Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to just take over this date because I could. Right. <laughs> no, I could. I could direct this whole date. I could. I could run the ship, but it's like, yeah. You know? So sometimes I'm like, I'm trying to give them the chance to to do it too. You know. Right. I'm not saying your advice is wrong. I just no. I. I made me think I'm like that's our difference in personalities. I'm like, you say yeah. something, everybody doesn't take it personally or think you know bossy. But when I say it, I'm like it's bossy. So <laughs> I yeah. feel the same way about about myself. So. <laughs> In like group chats, sometimes I I will ask other friends to say something because I'm like it's gonna be fine coming from you, but if I say literally those words, they're gonna be like, there goes Allie again. <laughs> yeah. What do you uh, think? You well, differently? I personally am very proud of her for pursuing dating as honestly as she does. You know, it's not. It's not, I don't think it's as easy as it comes across as being because, Mm -hmm. you know, she, 
she's looking for a certain person and she knows what that person looks like or feels like, not, not maybe looks like, but feels like. And, you know, in her dad's words, you know, don't settle, which is hard to not try to do when you, you know, when you're, you'd like to be with the person that, that you feel is your person. But I'm proud of the fact that she puts herself out there. She makes herself vulnerable. That's not an easy thing for her to do, to make herself vulnerable. But I think she's doing that by the way that she's, that the attempts that she's making at dating, it's, they're constant. Um, Compliment sandwich. So, so what? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, no, I just, I, I, I'm proud of that. I'm proud Thank of that. I, I'm obviously not doing it, you know? <laughs> we'll get and that. I also think too, Erica, you talking about being assertive versus aggressive. And that is something that's been going on for a long time with women who are bold and assertive, mm-hmm. we're just labeled exactly. aggressive. Yeah. Um, and that that's unfortunate, but that sometimes that's just uh, perception. Um, and she, she is bold um, and she's assertive and she should be because that's who she is. So she's not trying to hide who she is when she goes out on a date. At least I don't think so. I'm not there, obviously. Uh, but I don't, I don't. This, this is when you reveal to yeah. me that you're on my team. Yeah, I do, yeah, I'm not sitting there on, you know, you know, with the spy cam or anything. I feel, I feel like she's her true self when she's going on a date, and I think that's really important because that's what you need to be. You yeah, think that's true. Yeah. No, I, I, I oh, don't. Great. I don't know what it would be. I mean, you know, I don't. I, I really don't know what it would be. Uh, the only thing that like. Her brother said, you know, when she's got this, the height requirement, and he said she could literally be looking over somebody that would be the perfect man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tried, I tried to get Allie to change that a little, one inch. I couldn't yeah, do it. My, I'm the same way. I was, I was about to ask I'm how tall your husband was. I'm absolutely, this, I'm absolutely the same way. I mean, if I'm looking at a dating site and, you know, they're a below a certain height, I'm like, I'm not even going to talk to you. So... <laughs> Comes by Wait, how tall are you, Mama Jack? I, well, I forget. that's a controversial ask. Um, <laughs> she, she's, I used to be tall. I'm no longer tall. I have scoliosis pretty badly. Oh, I'm sorry. So, um, you know, I used to be between 5'9 and 5'10. I am now probably checking in at a very strong 5'7. <laughs> right. well, well, the good news is your dating pool just got bigger then. That's so, right. Yeah. Oh. But in my you mind, know. no. My mind, no. My mind, <laughs> they have to be six feet or above because then if I can't be, I can't wear my high heels if they're under that. So anyway. Okay. Yeah. So I come by it honestly. Yeah, See yeah. here yeah. in this home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny you said Allie's honest. I was like, yeah, sometimes I think Allie's too honest if you want my opinion. <laughs> like she's in San Diego and she was like, I should write on the app that I'm, I'm only here temporarily. I was like, no, just go on the date. I was like, just go on the date, bring it up. She's like, I can't, I can't, but should I bring it up in conversation if I don't put it on the app? And I was like, all right, Alex. listen, your mom told me, told us to look for somebody honest. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be honest and genuine. Right. I was like, go on the date first. You don't even know if you like them. Okay. Our last listener question. How would you describe our, your daughter's type? I think, you know, you definitely need someone with um, good morals and uh, discipline. Well, well that's not what I need. Point. It's who do I keep dating? That's what the question yeah. is. Who, yeah. is my type? <laughs> who do I keep dating? Uh, I don't know. I think you, I think you find nice guys, you know, and uh, I mean, I guess it's a hard question if I don't let you meet them yet. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> I know. You know what that honest? Right. She's like, I'm just from the picture, this is what I see. Um. <laughs> right. I haven't met a lot of them, but um, but I, I'm assuming you, you're going to be with someone who you can be yourself with. And, uh, you know, honestly. And uh, who's going to appreciate you for you. You're being very nice on this pod. I'm like, you can be honest. She needs to change this, this, and this. We want my <laughs> um, or whatever. <laughs> what would you say, Mama J? Well, I, I it, it's difficult to say now. <laughs> she she does tend to be attracted to tall, athletic, uh, willowy gentlemen, <laughs> men, you know, thin, <laughs> athletic men. She likes a man who is um, proactive and is a planner. She likes, mm-hmm. she likes someone who will plan a date or plan or suggest things that they might want to do. She, she doesn't, although she's very good at planning things, um, she likes somebody to plan. So she wants somebody to take charge a little bit. And I think that's, again, part of the personality that I said before. She's a very strong and independent woman, yet she likes to have that um, you know, that tenderness side. And I think that's what she perceives to be someone who's being tender is someone who is actually planning something that they think she would enjoy to do. That is, I think, really important for her. I have to ask some of these questions to the mother daughter pairs that are there. We should have like a, a question jar and go around the table and each one have to answer a question. I love yeah. it. Or maybe we do like a newlywed style game, you and your yeah. mom. Oh my God, how fun would that be? We have to like hold up the board. We should have yeah. done that for this episode. That was, right. a good, that was a good idea, missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, but yeah, so if, if anybody out there listening is interested in our mother-daughter Portugal trip, you can find the link at both Erica's and my bio. And we hope to see as many of you there as possible. Go yeah. Portugal. <laughs> oh, Go yeah. Portugal. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys again for coming on. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Okay, it's this week. Bye. Bye. Thanks Bye. for having us. Bye.